producer Brandon here from the Rob Anybody and Don Show, and I am joined by. Is it joined by or joined with? I don't know. What's the, I what's said the joined correct? By. Joined by. Joined by. All right, let's try a take two. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> and producer Brandon here from the Rob Anybody and Don Show, and I'm joined by Melissa and Brent from Sack Spirit. Hello. Hello. As well as Eric from Circles. Hola. And this is the uh, pr- the majority of the investigative team that was on the case uh, for the B. Bennett uh, investigation. Is that what we're classifying it? The B. Bennett investigation? Works for me. Uh, at, at, uh, it's actually a haunting. Von Zeppelin Manor. Yeah, yeah. a haunting at Von Zeppelin Manor. <laughs> yeah, Come on. Haunting yeah. at Von Zeppelin The Bennett Manor. has a big influence on the manor, that's for sure. Benchmarks matter, and this whole series <laughs> has been titled A Haunting at Von Zeppelin Manor. So, come on, get it straight. It, it The Von Zeppelin Manor is located on the B. Bennett property. Perfect. There we go. The uh, this, this, this series not only has been uh, a lot of fun to work on, but has been one of the most popular a series is is episodes mm-hmm. that we've done and it goes it's does it's no surprise because whenever we have the spirit team totally. involved it this just piques so much interest and intrigue and it just so happened to fall around the halloween weekend that the the vibes were absolutely spooky and uh it's been what a week and a half since we did this investigation yeah. about it's still sitting with me it is one of the strongest cases that i've been on i've been on with about half a dozen maybe a little bit more of cases yeah. with you guys yeah. and never have I felt anything like this before. This there, one was a little heavy. <laughs> there's always a few that stay with you. Yeah. This is my third yeah. investigation ever and uh the previous two I've also had a medium with mm. us as yeah. well. Yeah, you should. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Totally agree with that. And uh the evidence caught and the things I felt were more surreal on this investigation than I felt at the Washoe Club wow. in Nevada City. So yeah. Uh, both places ringing with a ton of history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, this yeah, place, definitely. <laughs> the, the Von Zeppelin Manor was uh, definitely full of history. Now, in previous investigations that we've captured on audio for broadcast purposes, have been pretty eventful audibly. Yeah. But this particular case seemed to be fairly quiet. There's been a, there there were whispers and and meters and and certain interactions that occurred including this door slamming open which we'll get to in a little bit um but it just seems like whatever was there was heavy, thick, but residual and not very interactive. Yeah. Why do you think that was? Well, I mean the the property itself, the whole area is like we were saying very rich in history uh just so many different things obviously brent covered a really really good history lesson you know kind of telling us a lot of the different families that have lived on that land and the property and those different houses um and so i think just the layers and layers and layers of time have deposited a lot of memories a lot of trauma a lot of you know happiness too there all sorts of things just planted on the land and some of the stuff that I initially thought might be an active soul, especially some of the stuff we can talk about basement at some point, yeah. um, which was pretty bad. I think most of that was one residual and two, I don't know that that woman I felt that got hurt down there. I don't know that that was a B or a Bennett family relative. I think that might've been some sort of passer through or somebody yeah. that wasn't actually associated with the family and the mm. person who hurt her I don't know that they were associated with a family either. I think it was almost like a record player in time mm-hmm. of some sort of an event that happened. Um, but it, to me, seemed like a violent act. Yeah. Um, and just so that 
and all these other layers of things just compiling and compiling, uh, you know, upon each other mm-hmm. basically gave you that sort of like you're walking through mud through half the house, especially in the basement and a couple of other rooms. Um, I did get some additional validation from our client on a couple of things that would explain a couple of areas on the house that we felt particularly ill. Mm-hmm. Um, the the little bug out room. Yes. So we all kind of hated well, that. This one's we, interesting. Yeah, yeah, we none of us liked it. None of us felt really good in there. Um, but you and I, Brandon, particularly had a really energetically visceral reaction to that room. Mm-hmm. So what's couple of things that maybe you and i have in common we are both intuitive mm-hmm. empathic um and we're big pet lovers right mm-hmm. so oh. come to find out from the client um they found out from a previous you know owner one of the ladies that lived there um at one time after the b and bennett families like a, just a regular old owner uh was a big cat lady mm-hmm. really loved her cats you know it was real big deal she went and got taken to a home um, nine cats were left in the house. Oh man! And most of them were trapped in that room. That explains. And all the claw, the scratch marks. It wasn't human. No nope. was cats. It was yep. animals. We were questioning because yeah. it was so high. It was. Up. It was a whole bunch of kitty cat scratches. Unfortunately, some of the oh. kitties did pass away. Oh. And no. they some lived though, thank God. And okay. there was even a litter of kittens that was born in there. Oh my God! And so being a pet. We all love animals. All of us here collectively love animals. Yeah. So for us to feel that feeling of being trapped, yeah, feeling sad, Suffocated. feeling yeah, <laughs> not being able to breathe, feeling scared, that is what animals would have felt in that space. We were just empathing that animal feeling in the space. Cats can definitely jump that high when they get panicked. Oh, yeah. And oh, that yeah. house right there going back to being built in 1915. Mm-hmm. 16, yeah. 16, mm-hmm. okay, Paul, yeah. It's original wood flooring it's the original doors it's original foundation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. so i mean we're talking about 100 plus years of energy stored yeah and the, like you said the, that the makes stone perfect tape, sense stone tape of theory. why it's cycling Absolutely. through because of wood absorbing the energy and mm-hmm. we'd be feeling sometimes what possibly was left in that room emotionally yeah. physically <clears throat> yeah it's exactly. it was amazing that makes me feel so much more uneasy i guess yeah. like knowing that i guess part of me when we first went into that room you had described some sort of like sense of punishment weeping crying mm-hmm. yeah um and, and now it's now that it's coming together clearly cats yeah. crying weeping the Yowling. sadness that they yeah. could be feeling because yeah. they're abandoned they're scared they're lonely they're hungry <sighs> they don't know how to get out they don't know where to go they just want to survive and so you know for me energy is energy i don't care if it's human animal like i it doesn't for, i don't have any boundaries with it so just feeling that wave of trapped sad horribleness yeah uh, that it, was it i don't know why it, it's it makes, it makes affecting me, me sad. It, yeah i don't yeah, know why it's right affecting now. me more because it's heavier now because yeah. it's animals I, like, I don't know why like it, like i'm glad it wasn't humans but damn it like yeah. those kitty cats <laughs> like you know i feel because obviously i'm a you know big cat lover everybody knows that about me and so it just and seeing just yeah. vi- just being in that room and seeing those scratch marks on the, the on the door. walls and on the yeah. door like it knew that that was the way to get out of mm-hmm. the room 
and it looked so frantic, like yeah. it, desperation, oh, like it was pure desperation absolutely. on how deep those. And that's nothing related to any of the history of the house. It's just a sad set of circumstances. But yeah. it's an that energy happened. that's yeah. that's it's yeah. there, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and that's that part of the house now. Yeah, yeah. and that will have you an know. effect on the energy of how people <sighs> feel in and the house. Exactly in that room. Yeah, and so the um, in the basement, that residual event that I f- I felt. We have no evidence to prove if that happened or didn't happen or who it happened to. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever energy was left there, it didn't tell me who it was or mm-hmm. when it was. So that's why I kind of know that it's a very residual haunt because normally if it's an active spirit, they'll tell me at least a little bit of something. They'll give me some details. I witnessed an empath the whole event. I felt that somebody was being beat within an inch of their life, wow. but because that was recorded in there, but they couldn't tell me any like, any more details and we want to clarify uh, that there was also an active entity in the basement i saw the movement behind you on camera and we'll get to some of the other things that happened in the in the basement but definitely you you identified you thought that might be a poltergeist so i just wanted to clarify there there was an active well yeah entity i think in the basement what we yeah. found with the uv light that yeah, yeah we'll get to that yeah, yeah. i don't I, want any spoilers <laughs> I, i'm thinking as far as the active quote-unquote entity I think that's an accumulation of years and years mm-hmm. of different emotions conglomerating there. And then when um, Ginger and Renzo moved in, she being an empath as right. well, it just woke that energy back up. There's a light baking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it and it fed that energy in that space. And it made that, and also because of her fear on the occasionally door opening, this happening, that happening. Things moving. Right. Things moving around. That fear is going to stir that up, but I don't know if it was a fully formed or fully intelligent, like it's a semi like the poltergeist type of energy, but it's reliant on a human interaction interaction yeah. to okay. actually get it's it active kind of enough moving. to put hands on things. I was going to say poor Cosmo got attacked. Well, he got pushed and moved around, but that yeah. could have been one of the positive spirits, yeah. like one of the kids yeah. or one of the other the energies. They could have just been curious because I honestly don't think there was anything that was going to hurt anybody per se there but it the energy wants you to feel that way because that's the energy of the house and the history of the house there's a lot of sorrow that has gone in that land over the years i that, that poltergeist kind of feeds off of that um our cleansing obviously corrected that energy and moved that energy through but it's going to be up to the clients to really maintain that because you know ginger's an empath right so if she doesn't manage it eh. So I'm gonna play some audio from the cleansing in the basement. Um, this is this will basically we'll, we'll we'll get a feel and a vibe of what it was like and and uh, what happened after you had you had blessed the space. But I want to touch on what the clients how they reacted, and I, I feel so bad because we didn't get an. I wish that we had. I had followed you. Uh, Melissa and Eric into the kitchen when you were talking to the client mm. um, and had that conversation when she, cause she showed up towards the end of the night mm-hmm. right. and she, she didn't want to be a part of the investigation, but because it was taking so long, she basically showed up like <laughs> yeah. an hour or two before we even closed down. Yeah. And you guys had a really good conversation. What it sounded like where you got a more in-depth look at what uh, yeah. her capabilities were. Mm-hmm. So, after we left, I I think I woke up to a, a frantic text from Eric, who 
received word that there were some really creepy things happening yeah. um, in the house. And um, how how did you handle that? And what what transpired with the client after we left? So after after Eric let me know that he got that text message and that you know this is going on. What you know what do you suggest for her? What do you do? Um, I set up a phone call with her so I could, you know, I could work through this because, you know, once a spirit client, you're always a spirit client, right? you like, you need, you need help. You need some aftercare. We're here to guide you, lead you, and also empower and educate you. You have to educate, you know, your clients. You can't just leave, like, leave them out in the wind and don't tell them how to take <laughs> care of things after that. So, you know, but also some of the responsibility does fall on to them to actually do the work, which she was willing to do. And we had this long conversation about the types of activity. She described um, an urn moving, uh, a drawer being opened, um, hearing some some sounds and some certain things, little things happening. But that's when it hit me intuitively and I figured it out. It was psychokinetic PK manifestation feeding mm. the poltergeist. Oh, her okay. energy, because she was so focused on her son, because we had brought up her son that Juiced passed. Him up and said, yeah, you know, we, we talked about her son in this, you know, this space. And then she was focused on him. It was her energy that moved the urn, that oh, opened the drawer. Cool. And I was, wow. yeah. And it can, because obviously we know that I've accidentally done a couple of things like that. I mean, the lights in here blinked on and off one time in the studio, which mm-hmm. has never happened apparently before or since, which thank God. Um, I've inadvertently hurt other electronics and other things have happened. So it is. People who are empathic with PK ability, as she, they call it. She blew it. up a TV. Oh, shush. <laughs> really? She really did. No at, a, at an investigation? No. No. no uh, at home? <laughs> yeah. Was it she an was energy like, release? She was annoyed with family I, members. I was, I, was <laughs> ups, I was upset about something, and I, and I released a lot of anxiety and energy out of me oh. and overloaded <laughs> the circuits in, in a perfectly new, like a one-year-old device i mean i'm sorry for your loss because it's a new tv but man well, that's that so cool that's yeah. cool so she's but, not allowed near my alienware computer <laughs> seriously oh my god i'm better at it i'm better at grounding you better have to wear at, rubber gloves around the house when you I, punch, punch in the microwave i'm much better at centering and grounding and so that's what i shared with ginger that's so is cool. that like i've gone mm-hmm. through this i know what it's like you're not a freak you're not doing it on purpose this is not your fault but here's what you have to do if you with this ability you have to ground you have to center you have to meditate you have to find an outlet for mm-hmm. your energy or it's gonna go somewhere without you wanting it to you know yeah. it's going to it's going to launch out of your body and it will either well because we cleanse the space and i broke up and kind of dissolved the original sort of pk and poltergeist manifestation if she keeps ha- putting anxiety back into the space, right. she's gonna grow another one. Okay. Woo. And so we can't have her doing that. So I wanted to tell her, hey, here's all the wonderful tools available to you. Let's work on these things and you know really figure this out. Um, our conversation also led to, um, I talked about a woman during the investigation with auburn hair mm-hmm. and I described her. That's a younger version of her grandmother. Oh. Turns out that it wasn't even related to the family at all. The the B. Bennett family mm-hmm. was one of her people. Interesting. Uh, yeah, well, I thought that was kind of uh, interesting. The the man sitting by the fireplace um, matches Mr. Bennett to a T. Apparently, um, she asked if I had ever taken the tour at the B. Bennett Mansion. I will put my hand on a Bible and <laughs> and, and swear in court. I have never taken the tour. I want to now. She says you have to have taken that tour. I said no. During the tour, the chair that he sits in by the fireplace is still 
in the mansion. Oh, oh no kidding. Wow. It's, it's they moved still, it from that house to the well, mansion? I think it was just in the mansion, and I was empathing oh. it. Oh. And he would sit in that chair and smoke his pipe. Because that was his thing to yeah. do, and you saw his And I thing saw that, that thing, yeah. Wow. So, and um, <laughs> the sort of upstanding lady, prim and proper lady, um, may be one of the old B. Bennett people, one of those families, but it's also the current um, person who runs that the whole facility in the Sequoia, you know, which is now it's called the Sequoia Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, she also takes that air of being prim, proper, and, you know, and oh, okay. nice and polite okay. and elegant and all those beautiful things. And so she may either just be that way or she may be empathing one of the people from the past. Interesting. So, um, so this region could really yeah. just be an amplifier yeah. of people with abilities, but because it is so rich in... Mm-hmm in all of the the various energies that we discussed that it's just it, it all is connected somehow and, yeah. and it just it depends on what you bring to the table that, that yes. ultimately how it reacts to you and it went cataclysmic for poor ginger just because you know it was a little bit quote-unquote lighter it was occasional activity here and there you know give or take and then obviously we investigated the space and yeah, it amplified her energy and her fear. Therefore, it amplified the activity temporarily until then it now has calmed back down. Mm-hmm. And now that she's empowered to know what to do, I don't think they're going to have a whole heck of a lot of problems as long as she stays diligent on managing her energy, her abilities, what's going on with her. I mean, there were so many things that she was telling me. Um, oh, that was another thing she validated for me that I thought was really cool. You know, I kept seeing a lady with cough drops like in her pockets and her sleeves and stuff. Mm-hmm. Apparently she carries around cough drops for Renzo because he has like a little allergy throat thing. And so I was seeing her energy. <laughs> no, her residual energy from the house? Yeah, I was, seeing, I was seeing this woman carting around these cough drops all the time. And I thought it was this old little old lady. What was happening was the little old lady in the house was telling me all these things about Ginger. She was telling me about her stress, about how she feels, all her emotions, all her mannerisms. This little old lady was just telling me about our living client. And I I was having a hard time differentiating it, but Ginger validated all of it on on a phone call with me. So We got validation in the kitchen talking. Yeah, we got a lot from her. I both got a lot from her. And it was, you know, amazing to hear after the fact. And I'm kind of curious to see, since they've, Stated they got in the house from auction about five or six years ago. Who found the house? Ginger, I'm curious if Ginger was looking and it, she was drawn to it. You oh, know, yeah. you know, I'm just kind of curious. Or if, like if Renzo saw it. Or, or Renzo and yeah. it spoke to her. You know, I'm just curious if there was something along those lines. that. I'll have to ask. Well, yeah. I find it extremely interesting that Renzo, what he chose to do with the um with the bug out room as they, as they call it you know considering what yeah. happened in there with the animals he made sure there's plenty of food in there plenty of water oh survival uh, yeah. there's gear oh uh, that's survival. interesting it, very interesting you're in there there's weapons uh, the, you know you know so he, he made it a safe place where it wasn't without before. realizing it he was reacting to that, that survival energy in there there was like a month worth of food and yeah. water and- easily and why did he and cuz it struck me as like this is a weird place for a Bug out room. Bug out room, yeah. yeah especially so with right. location. It's upstairs. Yeah, it's yeah. not so convenient. Like you don't if have you access really to need, the ground. Yeah. If you needed to bug out, yeah. it's not convenient to go upstairs into that little room, <laughs> gather supplies, and then run down, you know. Yeah, it's more like a bug up room. Right. Logistically, <laughs> logistically but it's an interesting parallel, or it's an interesting connect. Yeah. Like, honestly, the more we talk about it, it's almost like the family, the Von Zeppelins are 
almost bringing a healing energy to yes. that place. Absolutely. I almost think, balancing I think so. it out. Yep. Yeah. Just like when Renzo said he wanted to go to have a place after work on a summer afternoon and kick his feet up and drink lemonade. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how peaceful is that? Yeah. I, 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 I think that they, they have potential to make this place very happy if they make peace with the history, peace mm-hmm. with the past. And but most of all, the past. yeah, acknowledge it. But they also need to make peace within themselves. Yeah. Mm. And I think that combination will heal them and it will heal the land. Hopefully our interactions, not just with them, but with the house has helped shed some of that light that they might have, there might have been some tension that be that was building up between them because of this house, yeah. but not knowing how to rein it in might have created more tension than there needed to be. So hopefully this will create a much more healing space. And it sounds like, uh, by all accounts, that Ginger's doing much better. So Um, far, far that's what I understand. Eric, you had recently spoken to both of them. How how are they doing? Yeah, they both said they seem to be pretty well right now. The activity has calmed down, kind of ceased a bit. Um, Ginger, she said, is completely thankful for, you know, one, having us out here, and for two, the blessing and being available. For yeah. them, you know, that of was course. that was something, you know, when I got that text, I, you know, just to follow up and say, hey, how are things doing? And she's like frantically saying, OK, it's OK, but, you know, this happened and this happened. And then she follows up with a frantic text. Did you guys move anything? And I'm like and then she follows up with another text, you know, and, and I'm like, no, 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 this, you know, this is not what, you know, sex spirit does. You know, yeah. they're not, you know, here to move or touch objects. We're just here to record and communicate and bless, you know, and help move spirits on and so she when she started explaining to me what was happening and i forward that along to you melissa you know it was at that time it seemed like oh shit Mm -hmm. there's a lot still going on even though we've addressed when we left that you know the next day or so there could be some activity because of the blessing and all the activity we were doing it has to sort of settle like confetti after a concert (laughs) yeah and so that was right after the investigation and uh i texted with them yesterday both of them and they both are seem to be doing really well right now and they see activity seems to have subsided quite a bit awesome good Good. well i know that there has been a lot of tension and anxiety in the audience uh (laughs) and 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 they've been waiting for this episode because a lot of people have been left on this cliffhanger of all of this almost doom and gloom sounding stuff that that we had picked up on in that house you know the the violence the the adultery the history which is so rich with with greed and envy and and all of these layers of darkness but it seems to be that that everything that that we endured was just a just a backdrop to to what was really going on in that house yeah um and it there's no denying that the energy in that room in that space specifically in the basement was so dark something happened down yeah, there that might not be have. related to the family yeah. but um i i have the the footage here um that brent provided uh that that of you blessing the basement and i want to play it just so that we can we can get a get a feel of the vibe of, of how it went down and a lot of people are wanting to hear this part like it, almost everybody that listened <laughs> oh, to the God. second part Almost everybody who listened to the second part was like, I need to smudge my ears. I need to smudge my house. Like, they, like it's almost like they were waiting for Melissa to bless everything so that they could, like, be, feel cleansed themselves. Everybody I, grab your smudge and light I, it now. I, right. I got a little serious with it. I did get a little um, intense with it <clears throat> because I felt there was so much energy, possibly psychokinetic and or poltergeist. I... I went a little churchy on it. Let's just say that. I was upstairs in the kitchen when you guys were doing the blessing. 
and I heard you <laughs> coming through from the spot basement up oh, wow. to the second floor, and I was like, okay. She's uh, laying the law down. Yeah, uh, Brent was, uh, as he was relaying this information to me, he was commenting on some of the words that you chose to use, right. and she's like, she never says those words. Interesting. Yeah, when, uh, I, I need I, to kick it up. This will be my know first time she, hearing this, too. Oh, and I kind of know when she's got her game on, and I'll just get real quiet, just observing the film. And, you know, when, when, she, when, she is, uh, when she gets into warrior mode, just like, you just let her do her thing. I'm not going to get, <laughs> get in the way. <laughs> it sounded like warrior mode. This is where we've had the most activity all night. <laughs> That's Melissa. Okay. I was gra groaning at the damn stuff. You are called to leave this space, and whatever has happened to you in this home, you are free to move into the light. You are not bound here and trapped here by the pain of your death or whatever happened to you, your trauma. You are released from your trauma and your pain. You're released from anything that happened in this space. Any dark or malicious or malignant entity is now cast out in the name of Jesus Christ. You are not permitted in this home. You will not dwell in this space. You are to leave this home and you are cast out in the name of all the angels. I will not have you bothering this family or any other family in this neighborhood. You are to go back to where you came from, from wherever you hatched, it is time to go. Do you understand me? This is a place of light. What was that? Healing up above uh. feet. So that is when you actually see an orb. Yes. Right when you said right when you say it's time to go. Uh, a slow, what we call a slow mover, a large slow moving orb uh, moves b behind Melissa's head and the camera lens, is, the angle is not moving, the, the camera lens is stationary and uh, and a, this orb goes behind your head and then run, like speeds up and goes into the dark space in the dark, the dark corner that everybody hated about that basement so much. So we did we did capture that on video. There you go. And there's no other orbs at any other time during the video in the there's no other videos in the basement where we saw any orbs at all. Tempting to say that's dust, but dust does not move that slow. Dust, if it is dust or pollen, it'll move in an up and down fashion very rapidly like in snow. front of, in front of the camera, like like snow, even like reverse snow, but it'll be either up or down. Particles too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't just float by like a car driving by. It doesn't do that. Well, and your camera specifically has a lot of filters and you know stuff on it that will kind of filter out all of that uh, in in lieu of the word stuff um, <laughs> yeah. you, explain it. You, do, I, you do the explanation i do shoot with polarized filters on all of my equipment so that uh, that will filter out a lot of those pollen and dust types of things and filter out lens flares yes yep there you go so yeah i obviously had to get a little serious with whatever was down there yeah i got one more part of this clip that i wanted to play. okay starting a new clip but just sorry and right at the beginning of that clip, I, I make note, I visually saw a movement behind Melissa, mm -hmm. which is why I clipped it and started a new clip. Wow. Okay. All right. That was, um... It actually feels like a little different. How do you feel, Brando? Better. A little less creeped out? Yeah. Because it was pretty um, thick like stew down here. 
This is a little random. I just didn't notice it before. <laughs> There's a fresh strawberry on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out to be a Christmas decoration. Okay, that's what we call a debunk. <laughs> so just just a, just a little uh, a teaser for the audience who's been wondering. We are actually going to be putting together a video recap of this investigation that will precede uh, this series. So over the next week or two, we're, we're planning on releasing the full f- uh, video version of this investigation. Yeah, as well. Um, so I want to play the next clip, which is uh, actually when. You, Brent, and Eric went down to the basement with the lights off, you brave bastards. <laughs> and, well, uh, not going to catch me doing the that. The lights had to be off because I wanted to I wanted to run a black light down there. One of the stories had been of a beating uh, in the basement. I wanted to see if we picked up any organic matter. And we did. Um, and there was blood trails. But, um, you know, th- this, this house was built in 1916. A lot of things have happened. There was a dog. Um, that got a bloodied foot and was uh, led down to the basement for uh, to have its foot taken care of. So, as far as the blood splatters that we saw on the floor, far from conclusive. It was interesting that they were right where Melissa felt the 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 pain. It's inter- the the blood splatters were right where you said you felt the beating. So that was pretty interesting. And, 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 it, and interesting a, what the clip is going to. Yeah, but there's more to this. There's more to the story, as they say. We had a we had a puddle though we identified. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then yeah. we saw the trail of like it was like one big splat, and then and then it trailed well, leaded into the wall. It trailed there's off a to a crack in the wall. A crack into a the seam in wall. the wall. A seam in the wall, like it was put there later. So, later. Yeah. So what's the who knows? what's the lifespan of a blood splatter on a location? You know, it, we don't. With, don't with, know. with a black light, it will. It depends on the material that it's on because of the material itself can wear away if it's something like uh sandstone you know that's going to wear away with time this was um this was uh, quartz infused concrete which is the old way of doing concrete um so it, it's really going to be endemic to the type of material it's on on that kind of material that is in indoors and not outdoors it would uh it would show up for a long long time mm. um i to me it looked Pretty bright and pretty fresh. Okay. So mm-hmm. by pretty fresh, we mean 30, 40 years. Which would be, which would be <laughs> yeah, consistent yeah. with the current owner's 130-pound yeah. um, schnauzer having a yeah. cyst rupture. Got so it. It, it, it. I would okay. expect it to be a little bit more diminished than what we saw if it was 100 years old. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to say because it, um, it's... Odd coincidence that's the, anyway. That's the neat thing about a blacklight is it will show... Every organic thing that, <laughs> that has happened in your space. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. Don't uh, don't ever shine a black light around a hotel room with all the lights out. You don't want to know. <laughs> Hell, don't shine it around a toilet. Oh gosh, with, oh. with men, uh-uh. oh. it's all bad. So I, yeah, it'll it'll show the organic uh, material deposited there for decades. Right. Um, but it, it's. It, Ultimately, it's hard to say. But as you were trying to look at the blood yeah. and semen spots in the basement, uh, <laughs> something something else happened. Yeah, yeah, something that isn't explainable. I was not amused. <laughs> it was recorded. I don't know how well this is going to be. So we got drops, drops, a drop, drop. And it's there. See if I can document that. And bigger drops here. Exactly. Uh, big, a big splatter there. So I don't know how well. And what type of material that is? Let me try recording. There we go. Is, it, what, is that a hand or a foot? Do you suppose? That looks like a foot. Yeah, it looks like a dog. Foot. Look at that. Yeah. And then we got some some good splatters there. 
very fresh. This is great evidence. And then... Well, to me, it, we was, the trail. it was kind of a trail, exactly, yeah. where we're, we're picking up. Okay, dude. doesn't leave. Oh, don't leave, Cosmo. <laughs> and then this is our blood trail. Something tried to pull this fucking flashlight out of my hand, dude. I'm feeling really... And then it kind of... We decided, we decided that it kind of ends here. goes up. There's two. And it ends right there. And it ends in that crack. Look at that crack against the wall so this is really good visual stuff that you know obviously the listener can't see <laughs> right but that that moment you said something grabbed the flashlight was the actual physical force trying to pull Physically, the flashlight in your hand? as if i tried to take a flashlight away from you that you had in your hand that forceful wow I, in fact i thought i was going to drop it i had to pull on it in order to maintain my grip on it it was something i mean if i was going to put it in scientific terms i i would say that something applied around 10 to 15 pounds of upward force on that flashlight. Wow. wow. So it's unfortunate that Cosmo, the uh, the official rad artist, isn't here because he couldn't, he can't tell this for uh, this story, his account on his own. But he had a similar experience while we were filming the history lesson portion mm -hmm. of the investigation where he felt a tapping on his shoulder where, Melissa, you, you witnessed him physically reacting to it. What did you see? Yeah, both, both Eric and I could see Cosmo kind of like, looking behind him, touching his shoulder, like kind of acting like he's, you know, he kept looking and touching, looking at like something was bothering him. And I was thinking like, is he hearing a noise or he's have is he having a problem? And all of a sudden he jumped back and then uh, dropped the, the part of the tripod that held the Nikon up mm. and freaked Brent out because <laughs> there goes the camera sailing. But <laughs> it, was, camera, it no, was okay. No cameras were harmed in the investigation. No, everything was fine, but he looked very... Um, perturbed. And Eric, you, you you mentioned you caught this on camera? Yeah, I had my cell phone set up at a different angle across the room, kind of by the fireplace mantle, so mm -hmm. we had everybody in perspective. And uh, Cosmo's being behind the camera doing the filming, and you'll see in the video, you'll watch him brush off his shoulder like Melissa was stating, mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there, and I'm kind of looking at him like, you know, what is happening with Cosmo? And I didn't know, so is that camera locked in place? It yeah, it should have been. Well, on that uh, on that tripod now the um the the barrel that uh, that locks in place, the right. locking barrel, that one controls the up and down motion and the side to side. On most tripods that only controls the up and down and there's a separate knob for the side to side. I see. So but on that one it gives you a 360 movement with that one locking knob. So if you leave it if you leave it on, if you leave it loose, it'll fall forward. Gotcha. But luckily, it's a pretty sturdy tripod, and it'll hold the camera even if it does fall forward, and your camera won't go tumbling. Yeah. So he, he looks over his shoulder. I mean, he does like a one eighty, and yeah. he just does a, a hard over his shoulder. Like, he looked really freaked out. Yeah, his face looked like what the fuck was that? Like yeah. literally, what happened? And then obviously, either let go of the pot or it it, it fell forward, you yeah. know, but the timing of everything was just yeah. amazing to watch, like, okay, it's Cosmo just experienced something. Yeah. So similar to what he experienced, do you feel like it might have been the same entity or or that, that might have been messing around with your flashlight? Or do you think that it was the poltergeist energy from, from the basement that it was like a separate type of situation? 
I don't I don't know that it was a malicious entity that was playing with him. He was right near the staircase where the little boy right. um, is purported to have passed away. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of the children's spirits in that house were extremely playful and extremely like, even though they're sort of residual too, they're, there's somewhat activeness. They kind of run through the house, but they run through the whole property mm-hmm. as do some of the other B. Bennett family members. You know, they, they just pass through all the houses and go to the mansion and go all over Something might have just ran into him, you know. The hmm. kid, the kid might have been running down the stairs, and they just kind of ran into him. I guess it would. We really would have to ask him, you know, how he felt about it. Mm-hmm. But he was kind of scared, yeah. so yeah. his reaction may not, you know, even if it didn't feel aggressive or angry, he may not be able to differentiate. Mm-hmm. It would have just be, I'm afraid something touched yeah. me. I don't like it. Well, yeah. and there's an important point to be made here. You know, sex spirit is has done over 700 cases. We get touched all the time. We're used yeah. to it. We're we it's we not can, we're, we're absolutely equipped to go into heavy cases like this, or we wouldn't do it. We know what we're doing. If this is your first investigation, the first time you feel disembodied hands oh, yeah. to grab your body, the first time that happens, and you know there's nobody behind you. Dude, it freaks you the hell out. Yeah. What a hell of a case for Cosmo to experience yeah, his first time. Hell, yeah, I know his first one. Yeah. Was like, man. Here, let's pop your cherry, Cosmo. Right. Let's go. He wants to put it back together. Because uh, he... Poor guy. We'll yeah, have to take he, him on a slightly he was visibly freaked. He was visibly freaked out for almost the rest of the night. I know. Yeah. Well, well, I feel, I feel, I feel bad. Too, so. Yeah. It's, uh... So I think that the most, um, the most predominant situation or evidence that that we had experienced happened after you had cleansed the house melissa and you started to bless the investigators and everybody in the house yeah this this situation is uh it this this instance has sat with me the most since we uh ended the investigation and i think that you guys could probably share the same sentiment just yeah. just based on what what it had occurred but now that we've talked it through and that we've um uncovered the fact that ginger uh the homeowner one of the homeowners is actually uh, able to pk things mm-hmm. around her i wonder if this might have been her but there was some audio evidence that occurred after this incident that uh I'm, i can't wait to to for you guys to hear this because it's it's very there's a disembodied voice that happens no. after the no. back door slams open I'm we're all standing in the kitchen at the time melissa you're blessing uh cosmo and uh, we're all just kind of powwowing before we start packing up. And um, I'm staring straight at the back door. Not just, just that's where my field of view is. And Eric, I think you are facing the same direction. Right. And all of a sudden, we hear this large, this big slam. That didn't get picked up on the audio, but it, it's almost like a, the house had jumped shook. from its foundation. I think I did get yeah. that on the it cool pitch. It felt like it shook. If we if we can he- delineate that audio here, yeah. I, I, I it's hard. It's audio. hard because I was packing up, and so I was slamming stuff around. But you can hear me say when they hear the big slam and the camera shakes, and I wasn't doing anything big enough to make the camera right. shake. You were far enough away from the camera. Yeah, yeah and sure. you yeah. you hear that big slam, and I make a comment. Uh, to myself, because I talk to myself all the time. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys go into 700 haunted, uh, haunted houses and see if you don't end up talking to yourself. You will. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> seriously. But um, I make a comment. I make a comment to myself. Stuff falling all around in there. Mm-hmm. There's stuff like that. I thought I thought one of you knocked something heavy over. Nope. So, but but yeah, so no. you do hear that slam, and that occurs right before the door opening. All right. So I've amplified the audio just to, just to, okay. uh, enough to to try to get the uh the disembodied voice that i hear 
right. that happens after the door. You can hear sure. the door slam, and it's like pop, 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 pop. Like, yep. like it's almost like it bounced off of the. And you can tell the it's cabinet. a door. You can yeah. tell the. the, the you All can right. hear it. Yeah. So here we go. So it's a little hard to. to I, I'm sorry, it's, it's okay. It's a little hard to hear. So I'm going to try to uh, do a, a little. Yeah, it's a little clearer on the Coolpix camera. I don't know. It is, but uh, so I, so we're running this through broadcast equipment, yeah, not on my yeah, computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could hear something there. I heard something too. I want to know what you heard. Okay. So it sounded like a, like a child or a female. Yeah. I heard "get out." No, I'm not sure. I it, I heard someone like crying out or something. Yeah, yeah, it's I like, heard like, the same like thing a, before. Almost too. a shriek. Yeah. It does sound I, like "get out." I do hear what, what I, I do hear what you're hearing now, but it's like a screamy crying. And but, we thought that was the dogs, but that is separate from the dogs. Yeah, because then that I'll, is separate. I'll keep playing the audio because then you can hear, you can clearly delineate. Yeah, yeah. That is either a the, growl the or a get out. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll start it again oh, wow. from the door slamming open and the disembodied voice, and then I'll keep it playing so you can hear the dogs. The dogs, barking. and it's different. Wow, yeah. that's that's amazing. I get a little indignant. Now the dogs yeah, start barking. Yeah. yeah. It's totally different. You're right. Okay. So I, I have thoughts about this. Okay. I th- and I do think it says get out. I think it, you're right. It does, but it also sounds like somebody, like a female, who doesn't want any of that bad energy in the house, not screaming at us, but screaming at that thing it to get be, out. It might be telling the energy to, to get, get out. out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, okay. Like one of the, the, like, the women who used to live out. there, and she's like, get out! Get out! You don't, like, you know, like, like she doesn't want the bad stuff in this beautiful house that anymore. That coincides with what we saw with the, the cleansing. Trash out. And mm-hmm. that coincides with the cleansing where I saw the orb right at, right when you said move on. Oh. Could that be the spirit that, that follows Ginger around who is telling you about her anxieties and how she... Do you feel like this might be maybe be. A, some sort of guardian yeah. for Ginger who's like... like Helping her out. Helping her out. That actually makes a huge amount of sense. Like, you know, kind of tying this all together and talking it through and hearing that almost like angry pleading in that voice. I'd love to hear it again. Like, you know, like it's got to, like, this thing has to go because, like, she needs. It's a desperation. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. She needs to enjoy it. out. I need this out. Yeah. Yeah, This is Ginger and Renzo's house. They need to be happier. They need to be safe here. This is their time. This is their chance to, you know, now that the team's here doing the cleansing, this is their chance to get it out. Get it out. Let's get it going. Let's clean. I've had so many guardian spirits help me before on so many blessings, you know, different guardian angels, grandmothers, grandfathers, you know, dads, moms, all sorts of spirits have helped me with my blessings before. I've even asked like on the spirit box sometimes, are you guys going to help me with the blessing? And I'll get, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, really nice stuff like that. So this lady might have just been adding a layer of help. Energy here just got like 
Yeah. It feels better in here. It feels better in here. I'm serious. I am feeling like. That's a nice realization. Like right now, it's like a glowy feeling right now. I thought it was just my caffeine. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll play it one more time just for for shits and gigs. Thank you. Get out. Get out and run. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like a warrior princess cry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Man, so cool. that is so cool. So I was going to wow. play the Aftermath interview of uh, of Brent. He, he picked up the camera and started putting it in our faces and say, what just happened? And I am not, like, happy. I am just, I am over it. <laughs> you are not. I'm yeah, exhausted. You're like, you're like, this is not okay. I'm pissed that I wasn't recording it. And, oh. and I was I was just like, because the air, this the, the thickness this is not okay. of the energy there. I was just like, this isn't cool, man. This isn't cool. So I'll spare that just because it's a little, like, meh. But, but you'll have to, you'll oh, see it in the video. I think it's part of the story, yeah, bro. I think it's part of it. Yeah. All right, I'll play it. Okay, <laughs> but it, it 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 it's it was it really freaked me out. Everybody yeah. was visi- everybody that witnessed it was visibly shaken. That thing flung. It, it hit that. that was it hit this right here. Yeah. And there was a loud bang. Yeah. I mean, a- before, before is there wind that? outside? Is there any wind? It can't push that door. Even I try to be scientific. Asking, hey, yeah. There's yeah. no way that door. But I gotta ask. You know, the dog's barking too. The door sticks. You even have to pull it. And I think just it flung yeah. open. It's not windy out. Brando, am I? You were standing there. Can you? Can you? I saw the whole thing. Document what happened. Tripping on this. I, I, was, I, was, I was blessing Cosmo. Oh, okay. It was Ginger, Brandon, and I that watched. This. And you guys yeah. were all watching. So what happened? Uh, we heard a slam, and the back door just opened aggressively, and. Stayed and there's nobody out there. I mean, nobody out there at all. Someone is, is there a little bit of wind out there? Or? Mm-hmm. Uh, it open the door. Yeah. It, that's what it, it sounded like someone ran up against the door. Yeah. And it. And you have, do you have cameras on that side of the house? Opened okay. up. Okay. I mean, we heard a thump, like something ran into this door, and that thing just flew open hard. Yeah. So is something coming this way or something coming in? Coming in. Because it Maybe. pushed the door. Could have yeah, it, it had could have pulled open. A slam, like a slamming on the house. But it, yeah. It, it, it yeah. went like that first, like something hit that door. I honestly think that they're seeing what I'm doing and they see that I have tar water. And they're like, well, I did tar water. may as well get out while we have an, a, a choice of where we go. So you think they're leaving? Can't run out of the basement? Yeah. And out the door. Yeah, I think that we, we were... We had realized that 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 of what had, what had happened towards the end there. Yeah. You're um, like I'm not too happy. <laughs> <laughs> but then, the, so but you at the beginning of that video, you you can hear clearly the dogs yeah. sound nothing like that. Yeah, dis- I agree with you. Disembodied voice. Yep. That, no, that not at all. Yeah. Slam. This is why we do this. Great capture. <laughs> yeah. And good good job, everyone. That did anybody have anything else afterwards that was kind of weird or unexplainable? Because I had like my power going out before I left. Just you had a lot of yeah. A lot of people had a lot of pre-investigation weirdness and yeah. everyone. I have been oddly, you know, knock on some find some wood. <laughs> knock on wood. I've been doing just fine, but I also did an immense amount of preparation spiritually, mm-hmm. and then also post. A lot of things i was exhausted um oh. 
For wow. sure. I mean, you, you always get the investigation hangover. That's a so real. That's a real yeah. thing. For this sure. was my first hangover investigation. <laughs> I yeah, texted, they happen. I texted Brando Sunday midday, and or and I just said, man, I feel like I ran a marathon. Yeah. I'm not sore, but I'm just wiped. Like, yeah. like I'm just yep. tired. Like I yeah. my my ass was on the couch all day Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you have crazy. to recuperate from something like this. Not absolutely to mention energetically. Weather, man, electrolytes is draining. the electrolytes is the biggest thing. After an investigation, um, I, I, I always joke about Gatorade being the paranormal investigator's <laughs> best friend. It really is. We literally load up on Gatorades. We usually uh, eat, eat a good hearty meal the next day. Try to get your energy back up, your metabolism back up, and especially electrolytes because uh, our bodies run on electricity, and it's those electrolytes that get depleted during something like this because the amount of energy that Melissa is sensing and moving during during an investigation like this is enormous, and it's not uncommon for her to be wiped out for a couple of days after something like this which is rough because we're doing two to three cases a, a weekend but and you and i both had nightmares for a few nights after that too. i did i did yeah. get a couple of nightmares you yeah. know I, I did get that but i've i've had other energy issues other things have been floating yeah. in and out and other stressors but yeah um but overall i think i did pretty well but i yeah. that's because i prepped so so hard well, you know? you, you, it would have been way worse yeah you, you know we've seen this stuff before so you know when a door flies open, I'm I'm I sort of have uh, Brandon's uh, reaction to it. It's like, damn it, I didn't have a camera on that. <laughs> you, you know, we're, we're the more natural reaction if you haven't seen all this before. Uh, you know, people think that we don't go through this, and I try to tell people this kind of shit really does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's rare. But it does happen, and it, it freaks you out the first few times you see it. You know, mm-hmm. and then you're like, and then you know, as you get used to it, and it becomes sort of. Because you know the paranormal becomes your normal, yeah, you know as we as we often say, your reaction is usually something like mine. I'm like, yeah, and of course I didn't have a camera on it. God damn it! <laughs> I, got a, I got a question for you guys. So this is my first time with you guys going on an investigation. We got there at five o'clock, and we did not check out to almost one. Yeah, yeah, is that's that, normal. Are you serious? That's normal. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I, take I commend you guys for these really, investigations. Really serious. I mean, work. seriously, it's people. Not, it's not games for us. No, no, no. And it's not meant for. I'm just. Yeah. I was not expecting that much time to be invested on this investigation. A, yeah. a full-on investigation is it, is eight hours. Okay. And seven to seven to eight hours. Uh, you know, look, Ghost Adventures will stay there for a week when they come in. But uh, this was, this is hard work. This yeah. is a full-time job. Eight hours. It, it, de- like it depends. Job. It's, it's a, a full-time shift, If it's yeah. a lighter haunt where it's not as aggressive or intense or we're not, you know, depending on what layers we need to do, right. we can be out of there yeah. in four. Right. Um, it depends on what, it, if it's just yeah. if we're just talking to grandma, then yeah, it's going to be that is the the, the, the we don't normally four, bring three, all three, four to eight. Yeah. <laughs> we don't normally bring all three hundred and fifty pounds of gear to an investigation. This was a full on all hands on deck. All gear, everything we got, bringing everything to bear. Investigation. We don't normally do that, and when right. we do that type of investigation, it is going to be on the eight hour side. But like you said, if it's just talking to grandma or grandpa, that's three or four hours. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was an amazing experience. Yeah. It, either, right. either way, whether it is just one of those, you know, slightly lighter ones, or a sli- or obviously much more intense, we always give it one hundred and ten percent because I think oh, that's absolutely. what the the living clients, but also the deceased energy, that's what they deserve. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that you got to experience that with us and you got to feel what we feel on a regular basis. And the fact that you already had some experience, you know, mm-hmm. having yeah. done a couple mm-hmm. of investigations with some other people, like you are going into it totally blind, which no. was good. Um, but, you know, it's it, it's not for the faint of heart. You know, we get asked mm-hmm. all the time, 
oh, can we come on investigations? Can you, you know, and obviously some people who have experience or, you know, whatever, we'll, we'll have a guest investigator occasionally. But because of what happens in some of these, you saw what happened to Cosmo. Mm, he yeah. may he may never want to go on another one again. Which, he was freaked out the rest you know, of the night. And so he, yeah, he's still freaked out. Yeah. So, you know, we love yeah. him and he's a, you know, good friend and we, you know, obviously I blessed him and I know he's going to be fine. But, right, right. you know, this kind of energy drain this intensity this fear level this trauma this is exactly why we don't open it up to every tom dick and harry you know everybody come on down oh you want to come investigate here sure try it out absolutely you know and just having people rove in and out and just you know that's not a good idea and it's not safe for them or for us i'll I'll kind of up the ante on that it's irresponsible is, is what it is the fresno case that we did for the dead files you got kicked. It tried to push you down a ladder. I got it tried, to, it tried to push me down a ladder. You got scratched. I got kicked in the shin. Mm-hmm. This this entity decided that it was going to go down fighting. You don't bring people who don't know what they're doing into an investigation like that. Yeah, the moment you start turning the paranormal into parlor tricks, that's exactly. when they will probably start retaliating. Yeah. Yeah, they'll make a joke of you really <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Really quick. Which, so, yeah. Yeah. Which is why, you know... Thanks to your guys' experience, um, you're constantly reassuring the presences that you are here out of respect and dignity, yep. and exactly. you just want to validate their their existence, but also help cross them over to the other side if that's where they want to go, or mm-hmm. help them be more at peace with the living. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well. We're there to help the dead just as much as the yeah, living. It's, yeah. it's all about making yeah. that balance and that harmony between, you know, sides of the veil and so it it is something that we take extremely extremely seriously and we value the trust that both the living and the dead have with us Mm -hmm. every time we come out to every case they value us and trust us because we're there to try to bring that that love and that light and that peace and you know it's it's fun to go you know i would say people who want to just you know investigate just for kind of to try it out those bigger public locations, you know, scouting mm-hmm. missions, mm-hmm. that's a, a good intro-ish, depending on where you go, of course, and a little more respectful because you can't go into a private client's house. No. And they're dealing with some really scary things and they're really, really vulnerable. And you have somebody who's literally never done it before, you know, and just the walk in. We, with this particular case, we sort of cobble together a group of people that we felt we could trust mm-hmm. and could Absolutely. experience it. And even though Cosmo wasn't experienced, he had at least the dignity and respect of like, he wanted to take it serious. Mm-hmm. He was not going to say or do anything that would be disrespectful to the, the clients who live there. He wanted to see it firsthand. You really have to vet somebody who comes into a yeah. environment like Each that. And every person and like you we d- did. Yeah, yeah. And you don't, and you don't just simply do a cattle call and post it and say, Hey, you know, we're having this. Who who wants to sign up and go? Right. And it's someone's house, and you got all these people walking around it. Yeah. And then they're, then what's happening? You know, it's chaos. Yeah, it's it's not not a good idea. You so, know, and this know, is this is proof positive of why we're so do anal retentive Absolutely. about mm-hmm. this. And obviously now this COVID time, mm-hmm. we have to even be more intensely careful of how we do things and how many investigators are on something and if the client has a, a you know a vaccine preference and we you know we, we have to be mindful about every layer from you know a to z so we're you know 
doing doing right by everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, a huge thank you to the Von Zeppelins for welcoming yes. us, Absolutely. the Spirit Absolutely. Team, the Rad Team, and Circles Team into their home. Um, we kind of. Uh, we, we kind of sprung this on them in a way, but I think it was kismet. I think there was yeah. a reason why we were we were to be there, and I think that we, um, I think that you, Melissa, and Brent, and and most certainly Eric have have shed some light and some direction for those um, at the Von Zeppelin Manor, and I think that we've uh, I think we've helped them out. I think I that, think so. I think, this, I think this, so. This Hopefully, we've given a direction forward. Yeah. 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 yeah so it sounds like they've got their uh, P's and Q's together. I would call this a heavy hitter location, and I would call it a success. Yeah. They've actually, uh, Renzo did tell me that they've had a maggot stop by their house and, oh, and ask him, hey, what's going on? You <laughs> oh, know, no. And they figured it out. Yeah, somebody yeah, so. somebody had written into the show and mentioned that they had dropped by on Halloween and, okay. and enjoyed yeah. their uh, uh, Renzo Halloween. Renzo was cool with it. I mean, it was, okay. yeah, yeah, it was not yeah. like a random knock at the door. So, oh, But he yeah. just said, you know, it was cool to kind of have a maggot just say, That's hey, funny. you're on the, you know, the rad show. We are very mindful with uh, most uh, actually all um locations about being very vague about where we are and you know being careful this one was a little hard mm-hmm. um because obviously there's only a couple block radius there's only so many houses in oh. that radius so you can't be you know you can't not tell the history because the history is part of the whole haunt so yeah. right yeah but they were good sports about it yeah. and they said and they said yeah just say whatever tell tell the story yeah. there's three buildings still standing that are original outbuildings of of the uh, of the sequoia mansion you know of, of the b bennett uh the property so i'm not that hard to figure out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so. and i said i said during the investigation that it was right across the street from the cemetery so it's not Oops. that it's not that hard to figure out but you know i mean you know be be respectful because like melissa says yeah, this is their home uh, this is a, the private yeah. resident if you if the public wants to go and experience the paranormal without ruining their lives or breaking their their psyche uh, go to alcatraz or go to one of these public locations like the winchester mystery house you'll you'll have a good time and you probably won't bring anything home well heck they could even go tour the sequoia <laughs> yeah. mansion apparently they do. yeah they do yeah they do yeah very haunted yeah, location absolutely. they do yeah, yeah. do something I think, respectful like that. i think they only do the tours in the fall though i think okay. i read that okay. they okay. only do it around halloween time yeah well if you've listened to this series and you go and get a go get a tour at the sequoia mansion you probably school the tour guide based on all the information that we presented <laughs> yep. in our series uh thank you again to renzo and ginger von zeppelin uh von zeppelin ultra salon in rancho cordova is basically what kicked all of this off uh you can find them on circles eric the squad manager thank you so much for bringing this all together and acting as it's kind of the case manager in this thank you i really appreciate all the hard work you did and melissa and brent Love you guys so much, Aww. and we love what you we do you. for the community, and uh, it's it's an amazing thing to be able to bring all of this magic together and share it with the world because it is just something so unique, and I am just uh, I'm just honored to be a part of it. So thank you guys both so much. Thank you, Brandon. Thank, thank you, you, Eric. Thank you, Brando, for having us on. Sexspirit.com. I know you guys are booked out towards <laughs> the 2022, right? October, <laughs> ish, maybe later yeah of 2022 but please feel free still reach out to us still talk to us still email us we'll help you but anything that's not a violent knockdown drag out emergency is not getting um a, a premium booking unfortunately yeah I've, I've got i've got a first come first serve right now but i can send resource documents advice walk you through cleansings and still help everybody because that's what we are here for is to help thank you very much uh this concludes the Haunting at Von Zeppelin series. Namaste, bitches. 
the Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast.